Sophisticated serum is contaminated. Don't take the vaccine. Theories become mad, but at first are ridiculed. Deceptions fall to pieces when the truth is being pursued. I'm going down the rabbit hole and bursting bubbles of fiction. And bow is the new addiction. Away from their jurisdiction. And it's your program perception that's led us through this inflection. Toward a world of uniformity. Where all you feel is empathy. Waking up this horrifying, beautiful, you're done denying. Expose and disclose enough with the
now I'ma get mine Only speak the truth, put that on my life But often I feel like Ain't no use. I came from the gutter, Kool-Aid, no meal Every dollar made was a tape from a dope deal I had my down shoes, they kept me cool They inside too big, but they look like juice All up in school, running the hallway These only days I made it, I was taught it like always I only came to party, no work and no play Hard-headed motherfucker, give a damn what y'all say Trying to get my way Pioneer in my city And I paid the way Y'all thought I'm last All I say is ha-ha Slid in the gang like a cha-cha Pockets on swole like papa Money I get a lot of I pack us up the beast And hit the streets like Walla Walla Flowing the best and controlling the cess. Yes, I keep it simple, but you know I'm fresh. I flow to death, I flow to death. And do signs to blind, cause I don't give no respect. Oh, you're and right. I stay wrong, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got the landfills for garbage rappers Only reason why you're here is target practice I'ma start the racket with money from the mattress I'ma get the ratchet, Lefty is my cousin Don't make me sunny black this Don't make me sunny black shit Cause I stay Get it poppin' quick Anywhere in this whole metropolis Chicks start to dance And I one step to my heart stance And then I spark hash Mixed with a piff I call it the hazy And it's the shit that's fresh 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 F
that fresh, fresh. Gentleman's operation. Clientele is stable. Partition is uncomfortable. And the heat, they mostly let it slide. Because there's little hassle all the way around. Stay there, yeah, stay yeah. cool. dangling bells and bits of string in your face all the time just be a dog run around catch frisbees pee on a fire hydrant life's more rewarding and you get access to lots of treats catch salty talk mondays and wednesdays and every friday for salty's weekend warm-up 4 p.m eastern time add a little salt to your life and be more dog
All we have for you. Welcome to the first 52 Raz Radio Live.com, Radio Free Blood.com, or Radio Free Blood, and Radio Chaos. Live. Well, it's another great week. It is Tuesday, March 29th. March 29th. Easter is come and gone. Good Friday, if that meant anything to you, is come and gone. I actually forgot it was coming last week. It was it was a little bit of a, a surprise, shall I say? Just a little bit of a surprise. I'm like, honey, it's Easter on Sunday. And she's like, yeah, you just realized that? <laughs> I don't care. I don't know. Maybe that's why. Well, I hope you all had a great week. I hope you stayed alert and stayed aware. And paid attention to the weird shit going on. 
We watch uh, we watch these things go down all the time. All different things. Sometimes we think we know what it is. Sometimes we have no clue what it is. Sometimes we just try to assume that we know what it is. <laughs> Tonight in the 7 o'clock hour, I have uh, Grant Stern. And uh, sometime during that hour also, we'll have Felipe Hemming joining us. Those are the guys from uh, Photography is Not a Crime. Some good guys. They've been here before. I look forward to talking to them again. We'll, we'll do all the police stuff then. We'll get into all the fun police stuff when they're, when they're with me. You know, because that's kind of who you need to have around if, if that's what you're going to talk about. I got a bunch of other things. I want to thank Shannon Burke again today. You got another great uh, Conspiracy Corner segment. If you ever want to hear any of the old ones or listen to it live, you can uh, ShannonBurkeShow.com. You can download them. A uh, little, little fee for them. But, hey, it's nice to know somebody's getting paid off of my talent, right? <laughs> I hope you guys, uh, again, had a great week. We're going to cover a bunch of different things tonight. Uh, I'm not really sure the angle I'm taking yet, and I think my headphones. I'm going to have to get new headphones, I think. Oh, yeah, that sounds horrible. Oh, wait, getting a little better? A little better. hope I sound out uh, okay out to you guys. Uh, my headphones are giving me some issues. There's always something going on. You ever notice that? This is not like an easy thing to do, doing the, the whole Internet radio station, Internet show and i welcome anybody who wants to take up take up the challenge we've got a lot of space available right now uh on raz radio you know natty i'm waiting for you brother you know come on over other people out there that have, have reached out to me let it's time let, let's get it going I, I don't care what your content is you don't have to agree with me you can be completely opposite of me and that's okay i got no problem with that it's all about the simple power of truth and whatever the truth is to you is what matters. So I, I welcome all people who want to do a show or are thinking about a show or or anything along those lines. Get it together. Let's talk. Email me, seanraz at tf52.com. So where should we start this evening? I, I, I don't really know where I should start this evening. Again, like I said, there, there's many different angles of where we could begin this conversation. And what we, we could converse about. Do we start with uh, the people we finance fighting each other? The people we give weapons to fighting each other in Syria? No, we, not, we haven't talked about that before in the past. We've never had that conversation. That's not something we've discussed. We don't know that, that that's going on. But yet again, it's in the news again. Week after week, we, we hear of different factions... That we support fighting each other using weapons we've given them. Why would we do that? What would be the reasoning to do that? Would we want to perpetuate a war? Would we want to make money for arms dealers? Would we want to be able to disrupt everybody else's lives throughout the world because of our creation? Those are the ways I look at things. People call me crazy. Or do we want to talk about Robert De Niro? Well, why would why would I want to talk about Robert De Niro? Well, maybe we'll get into some of that and why I've got some issue with Robert De Niro. Now, today here in Florida, if you go to my Twitter, at Sean Raz, uh, you will see some pictures I put out of the storms and, and some of the satellite pictures of what was coming at us 
It was uh, it was pretty interesting. Some good, some good strong storms. You guys will hear my phone in the background tonight. I apologize. I'm on call. I got to leave the volume up so I can hear it. So if you hear the ding or different noises, different things, sorry, gonna have to deal with it. It's just the way it is. But we had some really uh, interesting weather come through here today, and and you know, I, I don't know. There's no modification going on. Not at all. I wouldn't think that our government is playing with our weather, that weird things are going on with our weather. Who is ready for a taste of winter? Well, no one is. Unfortunately, it's coming. Now, we will get some warmer air in the eastern United States this week. It's all out ahead of our storm across the Intermountain West. Keep in mind, storm systems move air masses. So all this warmth that we've seen across the southwest is heading east. Even though it's going to be a little chilly over the next couple of days, warmer air is coming in. But the cold front associated with this storm is going to start pressing east. And by Friday, that is moving along the 95 corridor. Get ready for some rain and drizzle on Friday. I just have to comment, is it me or is this weatherman had like a few too many at lunch? He He's really got, you know, like when I do my show, I'll admit, you know, I drink while I'm doing my show. Okay. I'm not going to lie about that. I might do other things while I do my show. And I may slur and get kind of stupid, but damn, this guy is like on TV and he's got a pretty strong slur going on. New York City, Baltimore, Washington, right up toward Bangor. Lingering clouds, spotty showers across the Midwest. Now, this is colder air, but it's not the Arctic air because that is massing up across the Northwest Territories in Canada. And here it comes as we head toward the weekend. Saturday across the the upper Midwest. Sunday building into the eastern United States. Now, it's one thing to talk about it being dramatically colder. There's going to be lake effect snow, and look out. I'd say but from Pennsylvania warming. on north, we could be looking at a hard freeze at some point, probably Sunday night in the Monday. But I want to give you an idea of what it's going to feel like. This is a true taste of winter. I really think this guy likes weather. I mean, he's just he's really into the weather. The point I'm putting here is uh, we, we've got this Arctic blast coming down from the uh, Midwestern. Now, this is, you know, again, Monday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Today's Tuesday, the 29th, March. It should be, well, down here it has one. When that storm rolled in, though, it got kind of chilly today. It got really chilly, really fast when that storm rolled in. The clouds were very interesting looking, shall I say. The point I'm trying to make is global warming, global cooling, weather modification, or climate change, all these different things that they talk about, it's nature. You guys know I stress that. I've always, always, always stressed that. It's just what it is. It's just what we got to deal with, nature. All right, let's hear what he says across northern New England and much of Ontario. This is where we're going to see temperatures about 20 degrees below normal Sunday into Monday. Now, once you get toward Boston, New York City, Philadelphia, it's a noticeable cold, about 10 degrees below normal. Once you get down toward Richmond, it'll feel colder, but we're talking about 5 degrees or so below normal. And I'll tell you what, look out, Tuesday, with all this cold in place, I'm worried about a storm moving along that boundary. And if it does, and I think it will, we could be looking. And this at is a, probably some of the connection. We we had some major storms roll through here today. I, I was actually questioning whether I was going to have 
the ability to to do a store to do a show. I was worried that the internet might have been down or, or I might not have had power because this was like a really strong storm coming through. It was interesting. Do I believe in weather modification? Yes, I do. Do I believe that something's going on up there? Yes, I do. I absolutely do. I'm sure, a lot of you uh, uh, saw the stories. Uh, you know, I, I'm sorry, my head. I got a bad wire on my headphones, and it's really messing my head up because I can't hear myself properly. It's driving me nuts. You'll hear me playing with it. I might stutter a little bit and get off topic. But okay, anyway, Justice Department cracks iPhone, withdraws legal action. AP story going around right now, and a lot of people are talking about it. Uh, my opinion, the dog and pony show is over. All right, Apple has saved face. The U.S. government has saved face. And everybody feels good about what went on. Apple didn't have to have to help the government, so so it's protected its consumers. And the government stood fast until they figured out how to crack it. And they feel good about themselves. But don't think you're shit secure. Don't think you're safe. It, you're not. If you remember years ago, there was discussions... Of, of how Google and Apple are in the back pockets of the government and they're working with them. This was all a dog and pony show to make you feel better about the technology in your pocket that they're using to track, trace, and catalog you. That's just what it is. They're, they, they, they want you to feel happy. They want you to know that they stood up for you. That you can trust Apple. Because Apple is you. <laughs> the FBI said Monday it successfully used a mysterious technique without Apple Inc.'s help to hack into the iPhones used by gunmen, uh, gunmen in a mass shooting in California, effectively ending a, pitch court, uh, a pitched court battle between the Obama administration and one of the world's leading technology companies. As been said over and 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 over again, all you had to do was copy the hard drive hundreds of times over. It's not like the government doesn't have money to throw away. They they they've got money to just here have here have they got money to throw away, so they can make a million copies of the hard drive to this phone. Very easily. And then take ten times. A million times over to try to hack the phone. A billion times over. As many times as they needed to. Unlimited copies. That's what it comes down to. Unlimited copies. And you can break whatever it is you're trying to break just by having unlimited copies. It's really that simple. So was this a, a real action or, or did they just want you to feel good? Did they just want you to feel that you've accomplished something? Did they want you to, to gravitate toward Apple? Because Apple's watching out for you, the little man. Or... Could the government have done it all the time with no issues, with no court battle, 
Did they already have communication with Apple? Did Apple already provide them the information years ago? And they just never changed it. This is how the conspiracy works. This is how it continues to happen. I was reading this story. Mass surveillance silenced minority opinions, according to study. You know, we want to believe that people are voicing their opinion more and more every day. You know, we, you know, I'm a, I'm a complete gun advocate, right? I, I believe in, in open carry, although I would never open carry. Uh, I believe in concealed carry. If you can legally own a gun, why do you have to legally have a license to carry that gun? Concealed or open. I, I went through the background check. I, I got permission to buy the gun. Why do I need any more permission? To do anything beyond it, I should be able to carry it when I want to carry it. But needless to say, and and maybe some of you will uh, will take this uh, the wrong way. Maybe some of some of you will understand what I'm about to say here. But after witnessing and and knowing my beliefs, knowing how I think about uh, Hair Trump, okay. I see that there's, what, 47,000 people or whatever the number is now that have signed this petition to allow open carry at a Donald Trump event. <laughs> we, we've got, we, allegedly, we have Donald Trump supporters beating the shit out of people. Now, some people tell you that that was paid for by Soros or this agency or this group uh, to try to discredit Trump. I don't trust Trump. I don't, I don't care. And do I believe people that support Trump would act in that manner? Yes, I, I, I highly, highly believe that people that support Trump would act that way. I'm from Jersey. I know how the mentality, and that's what they're projecting, the Jersey mentality. That That's exactly what they're projecting. That's exactly what I feel when I watch all that crap going on. Now, I'm not that kind of guy. Leave me alone. You, you do your thing. I don't give a fuck. You, you vote for who you want to vote for. You live your life how you want to live. You don't harm anybody. I don't care what you do. Do it. Just leave me alone. So I, th- I think having an open carry uh, Donald Trump event is, is not going to end well. Just my opinion. I might be just crazy, but I just don't see that ending in a good way. Anyway, mass surveillance, silence, and minority opinions, according to study. Oops. Dropped my e-sig. A new study shows that knowledge of government surveillance causes people to self-censor their dissenting opinions online. Now, I know none of you guys are doing this, and I don't do this. Now, I still feel we should dissolve the federal government, uh, restore power to the states, allow the military uh, high officials to control the military until the federal government can be rebuilt in a more controlled, more appropriate manner that's useful to the way we want it to be done. That's my personal opinion. The research offers a sobering look at the oft-touted democratizing... What? Democratizing. I don't know. 
effects of social media and Internet access that bolsters minority opinion. The study published in Journalism and Mass Communication Quarterly studied the effects of subtool, I hate words, reminders of mass surveillance on its subjects. The majority of participants reacted by suppressing opinion that they perceived to be in minority. This research illustrates the silencing effect of participating or participants dissenting opinions in the wake of widespread knowledge of government surveillance as revealed by whistleblower Edward Snowden in 2013. Now, you all know I have a, a different opinion of Snowden, maybe we'll say. The spiral of silence is a well-researched phenomenon in which people suppress unpopular opinion to fit in and avoid social isolation. It has been looked at in the context of social media and the echo chamber effect in which we tailor our opinions to fit the online activity our Facebook and Twitter of our phrase of our Facebook and Twitter friends. But this study adds a new layer by explicitly examining how government surveillance affects self-censorship. Excuse me while I take a sip. Ah, Oof. Participants in the study were first surveyed about their political beliefs, personality traits, and online activity to create a psychological profile for each person. A random sample group was then subtly reminded of government surveillance, followed by everyone in the study being showed shown a neutral fictional headline stating that the U.S. airstrikes had targeted the Islamic State in Iraq. Subject... <laughs> I, I find it just that the, reading that fictional story about that and then thinking about how we've really reacted uh, to the Islamic State uh, it just makes me laugh. I'm sorry. I had to giggle to that one. <clears throat> i got to find where I... Uh, uh, subjects were then asked... A series of questions about their attitude toward the hyperbolical news event, such as how they think most Americans would feel about it and whether they would publicly voice their opinion on the topic. The majority of these primed with surveillance information were less likely to speak out about their more nonconformist ideas, including including those assessed as less likely to self-censor based on psychological profiles now i think you all listening to me know those of you who know me personally because i know there's people listening right now who know me personally know that i am not going to self-censor i'm going to say what i want to say whether it's it's popular or not whether people like it or not and i hope more and more people can continue to follow that kind of route and do those kinds of things and stand up for what you truly believe in. Because that's the only way that we're ever going to get ahead in this. Everybody goes, how do we fix this? Well, we got to fix it starting with you. We all live in different realities. There's no doubt about that. They're trying to form a one unified reality. But as we start to look towards what we're trying to actually get to, and that is liberty, freedom, justice for all, um, 
which is a global cry. We are now knowing it within from all the internet realms that this is a global cry. It doesn't matter if you're in the Netherlands and Africa and uh, Peru or wherever. We're all saying the same thing all over the globe. All over the globe. And so you can't reject anything that comes your way. The universe is trying to speak to you and give you what you need, but you're rejecting it because you think you know what you deserve and what you need, which has all been conditioned and programmed by our culture creators, such as Walt Disney, Monsanto, and everyone else. So the answer to our problem is actually invisible, and it is called synchronicity. But it's an answer that no one can show you. No one can show you. And so now we're asking humanity to have faith in humanity when the Dark Brotherhood is making it so impossible to do so. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. So we need to find that faith in humanity because listen to all these people that have come out here, every single one of them, a loving, caring, nurturing being that just wants to uplift humanity. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. Television is telling you the total opposite. Fear those people in a van. Fear, don't go outside. You know, you don't want to be meeting around with people. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And, exactly you should exactly and the synchronicities will start to unfold, and then you'll actually believe in miracles. Anything that comes your way, go with it and, and do it to your fullest. That's my message to the world because it'll guide you to your soul's purpose. And if you let your light shine, you know, to your fullest when something comes your way, then it'll magnify and become even more than you ever anticipated. And the best thing is, is that everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever. And I know that's a, a hard message to sell when the BP oil spill, with the uh, volcanoes, with the corruption, with everything that's going down, the police state, you know, all of it. It's hard to tell people to regain their faith in humanity, to forgive the anger that you have for these people that have, have trespassed on you, and to just start seeking the new existence. But we have to. That's what we have to do. We're the voice now. We're the voice now. We're the voice now. Like Constitution. This is the best you got. Something that you know Bubba's gonna like. 
Angry White Guy Radio. Join me, Sean Raz, Tuesday nights, 6 to 8 p.m., RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. It was a calm, cool night in the streets where things are gritty in the lounge on the east side of town in New York City. Where the rich show face in the air is something sleazy. Suit and ties get away from their wives, the women easy. An upscale atmosphere with some wallow, consumed by material life. Inside they hollow like the chick at the bar, smoking on a cigar quick. Her heart pumps fast, as stare sharp as guitar picks. She sees a man with another skirt, the type to triple her net worth for making your neck jerk. And that's a goddamn shame. Cause she was packing a nine and a crime was no game So I'm ducking to a restroom Followed suit and lick shots as the bass went She can't remember how she got in this place Took a look in the mirror but didn't recognize her own face When I'm singing my heart's bleeding for someone else So when I'm seeing I'm leaving up on the shelf When I'm sleeping I'm dreaming More like love at first sight Around midnight We might just see a bar fight It never fails Now that Mickey's out of jail He was Jimmy's friend The one that left the phony paper trail Heard he got cold feet So we got off the street But he was in too deep The man was never the same And now his new thing looks like Alcohol and cocaine And in the streets that's fresh But up in here this place It's nothing but stress Can a man be changed? In an insane world, the crazy man becomes king Or is it just this place? That's known to steal your soul, I hope you brought your suitcase Or was it just too late to go back in time before his chick blue face? When I'm singing, my heart's bleeding for someone else So what I'm seeing, I'm leaving up on the shelf When I'm He started moving packs, no need for crack, this place was upscale Ecstasy and coke were number one on the sales No worries about jail, he had cops on the books One wiki had your fix, as well as the crooks But tonight he was shook, caught by the devil's eye Red dress, blowing smoke, hand resting on his eye Shine like diamonds in the sky He stopped for a minute, but had to keep moving And adding up the digits, he was trying to live it The American dream, a life full of schemes Obtained by any means, he tried to up the profit But trying to mix it up, but the word on the street is that it wasn't good enough. Joe met him at the club, said they had to talk. Just come with me and let's take a little walk. walk. When I'm singing, my heart's bleeding for someone else. So what I'm seeing, I'm leaving up on the shelf. When I'm sleeping, I'm dreaming of someone else. I got my reasons, I'm not leaving this to no Yeah. 
But there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason for this. There's a reason education sucks. And it's the same reason that it will never, ever, ever be fixed. It's never going to get any better. Don't look for it. Be happy with what you got. Because the owners of this country don't want that. I'm talking about the real owners now. The big, re the wealthy, that, the real owners, the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. They're, they're, they're irrelevant. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media, media news, all the big media companies. So they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest. That's right. You know something? They don't want people who are smart enough to sit around the kitchen table and figure out how badly they're getting fucked by a system that threw them overboard 30 fucking years ago. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. Obedient workers. People who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect it. And now they're coming for your social security money. They want your fucking retirement money. They want it back so they can give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. And you know something? They'll get it. They'll get it all from you sooner or later because they own this fucking place. It's a big club and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. And by the way, it's the same big club they used to beat you over the head with all day long when they tell you what to believe. All day long beating you over the head in their media telling you what to believe, what to think, and what to buy. The table is tilted, folks. The game is rigged. And nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. Good, honest, hard-working people. White collar, blue collar, doesn't matter what color shirt you have on. Good, honest, hard-working people continue. These are people of modest means. Continue to elect these rich cocksuckers who don't give a fuck about them. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't care about you at all. At all. At all. Yeah. You know? Radio Gun from DeadlineLive.info and the Jack Blood Show. You're listening to the first 52 with Sean Raz Radio Live. Stay bold. It's been long since you've been gone. All right, guys, welcome back to the first 52. RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, and Radio RadioChaos.Live. It's an interesting little break there. I enjoyed myself. You know, a break is about enjoying yourself. Take care of what you need to, right? That's, that's, that's why I do them. I don't really need to do them. I don't make any money off of doing a break. 
I don't make any money at all doing a break. It's just, I got to go to the bathroom, really, is why I do it. Uh, we got about, uh, what's it, a uh, quarter after here. We got about 20 minutes. Grant Stern from uh, Photography is Not a Crime will be joining us. Uh, Felipe Hemming sometime shortly thereafter will come on board and uh, give us his opinion on things. I'm saving all my police stories until I have the gentlemen that have the information more than I have to discuss it. I love George Carlin. I grew up watching George Carlin. It's a sin that George Carlin is no longer with us here. He definitely shared some great opinions. Him and Bill Hicks and and many other comedians have always stood up for what's going on. And and we need to see, you know, more of that. It, it kind of seems like comedians have, have shied away from, from standing up for what's really going on. And that's really worrisome. That's really not what we want to see happen. We we need people of, of importance, of of recognition to stand up for what's going on and to say, hey, <laughs> say, hey, this needs to be done different. This isn't right. I just got a tweet in from my good friend Buzzard. Buzzard Bob, don't be a buzzy. <laughs> you asshole, fuck Trump. Vote Bernie Sanders, which is perfect, Buzzy. I appreciate that because one of the stories I had pulled up, one of the things I wanted to discuss uh, is five reasons Bernie Sanders fans should support Gary Johnson. Okay. Now it starts with a meme, basic meme. Watch out that microphone arm might get in the way. Gary Johnson, Bernie Sanders at the top, list their stance. Gary Johnson, anti-war. Bernie Sanders, anti-war. Gary Johnson, marriage equality. Bernie Sanders, marriage equality. Gary Johnson, legalize all drugs. Barry Sanders, legalize marijuana. Gary Johnson, against the NSA. Sanders, against the NSA. Johnson and Sanders are both, you want to end corporate welfare. Okay. Let's read through this briefly together. Okay. Thanks to the corrupt superdelegate system, Hillary Clinton's going to win the Democratic Party nomination. There's no escaping it. That means the Wall Street-owned neoconservative wing is going to control the party's platform. All of the liberal issues that Bernie Sanders cares about will be swept aside and forgotten about. The cherry on top will be that Hillary Clinton will still expect Bernie Sanders fans to vote for her anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. How could anybody expect anybody to vote for Hillary Clinton? I don't know. I just could imagine. If I ever wrote that, I think I would walk right out of the voting booth and put the gun to the side of my head and just kill myself. They shouldn't. Bernie Sanders fans should support Gary Johnson instead. Gary Johnson is the leading Libertarian Party candidate and will be on the ballot in all 50 states as Libertarians. As a, as a libertarian, Gary Johnson shares many of the same social issues with Bernie Sanders. They have significantly more in common with each other than with Hillary Clinton. The five main reasons why Bernie Sanders fans should support Gary Johnson. Anti-war. As everyone knows, Bernie Sanders voted against the Iraq War, whereas Hillary Clinton voted for it. Like Bernie, Gary Johnson also opposed the Iraq War from the beginning. 
Marriage equality. Bernie Sanders has supported marriage equality for his entire career and long before it was popular. Gary Johnson also supported uh, legalizing gay marriage, although his idea, idea, ideal position uh, would be for marriage to be completely private, which I agree with. And I believe Gary Johnson does too. Uh, legalizing marijuana. This recently became one of Bernie Sanders' signature issues after he filed a bill to legalize marijuana at the federal level. Level Sanders has supported marijuana legalization for some time, as has Gary Johnson. In fact, Johnson has publicly supported the legalization of marijuana since 1999. Furthermore, after running as the 2012 Libertarian Party nominee for president, Gary Johnson became CEO of Medical Marijuana Company. Ugh. Imagine that. Against the NSA's Patriot Act. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And corporate welfare. Yes, yes. Well, and co- corporate welfare. Yeah. You get the point, right? Sanders, yes. He has, just like Trump, has some good stances. Talks about some things that, you know, makes me feel good. I feel good sometimes. But then there's things that on both of them, I just can't support. I would not support. I never. Ever, 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 ever would I support them. But again, this is a free country. I would never tell somebody what they should do. You know, I'm surprised I've got, I've got people that agree with me on a multitude, a multitude of issues. They believe in chemtrails. Believe nine eleven was a, an inside job. They believed Ron Paul got screwed over in the twenty twelve election. But yet they're standing for Trump. More power to him. You're free to do what you want to do. And I, I just ask, I ask that you don't. Push it so hard. Yeah, and you know what? It's weird for me to say this because I know I've done it to other people. I ask that you don't push it so hard on me that I don't want to talk to you again. And this is more to people that, you know, that have been Facebook friends of my, mine since I woke up, since I realized what was going on in the world. They've always been that Facebook friend of mine. And I don't want to lose them. Because we've had great conversations. We share a lot of the same beliefs, a lot of the same viewpoints. And I don't want to lose that connection with that person. But they're getting angry at me because I don't support Trump. The, the same people that would have stood by my side in that, in that Facebook or Twitter fight would have been there rallying with me the whole time. They're showing signs now of being that bad guy that's insulting and degrading because I don't support the same candidate as them. If you don't see this transformation of people that you you know and respect, of how they've they, they've reached into this violent side. They've reached into this violent side within them. If you can't see the 
And I don't want to do it again. I, I'm going to do it again, but I don't want to do it again. In 1928, Hitler would speak in front of a crowd of people and mesmerize them. In 2008, Obama would speak in front of a crowd of people and mesmerize them. If you remember in 2008, he was the new hope. He was bringing hope and change. He was outside the political stance of of normality. And what did he bring you? He brought you the same thing that has been brought to you since they assassinated John F. Kennedy. And if Trump, if, big if, very big if, if Trump is the real thing, if Trump is a Ron Paul with a bigger attitude, maybe that's what he is. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's what he is. If that is what he is, he will be dead in 15 to 18 months. He will be assassinated, just as John F. Kennedy was, if he is the real deal. Because they will not allow it. They can't have that. It won't work for them. To have somebody like that there. And I'm not saying that's what I want. If, if he is true. If he is real. Then damn. I I, I want to be wrong. If he is the Ron Paul with the bigger cock. Then I want to be wrong. Alright. But I don't know. I, I don't trust him. I can't trust him. It's just what I believe. All right, guys, um, we're going to take a little break. We got uh, Grant Stern of Photography is Not a Crime. He'll be joining us here in the next hour. Uh, he'll stick around with us probably till about 730, and I know Felipe Hemming is planning on calling in. I don't know if they got anybody else lined up uh, from that whole organization there, but I love talking to those guys. I know there's some people that question their 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 stories, and, they're, again, you have the right to do that. But I really, I believe they do a good job at researching and putting these stories together with all the information needed to ensure that you understand what's going on. So Grant Stern will be joining me second hour, the first 52, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, RadioChaos.Live. We must escape from the madness of crowds now gathering. The good news is the reversal is achievable through peaceful and intellectual means. And fortunately, the number of those who care are growing exponentially. Of course, it could all be a bad dream, a nightmare, and that I'm seriously mistaken, overreacting, and that my worries are unfounded. I hope so, but just in case, we ought to prepare ourselves for revolutionary changes in the not-too-distant future. Please them, but I don't think we can. 
determined by the numbers on the page. Religion is holding, I'm broken, confused by political games. So lost in the painted boxes, frustration turns to rage. I can't believe that they're telling me that we ain't got no cure for this. The doctors are panicking because their pills are laced with lies and bullshit. The people are rioting when you control the money, leaving most with none. A revolution's in order. Go buy a shotgun. Control the money, leaving most with none. A revolution's in order. Go buy a shotgun. Have you ever called into your favorite talk radio program only to encounter this and felt like this? That never happens when you dial 941-421-0401. At RazRadioLive.com, we answer right away. And pow, you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 941-421-0401 and avoid 941-421-0401 If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941-421-0401 We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. Good evening, my fellow Americans. We now stand ten years past the midpoint of a century that has witnessed four major wars among great nations. Until the latest of our world conflicts, the United States had no armaments industry. American makers of plowshares could, with time and as required, make swords as well. But we can no longer risk emergency improvisation of national defense. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. Added to this, three and a half million men and women are directly engaged in the defense establishment. Now this conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience. The total influence economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. We recognize the imperative need for this development, yet we must not fail to comprehend its grave implications. Our toil, 
resources and livelihood are all involved. So is the very structure of our societies. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals, so that security and liberty may prosper together. I just wanted to take the time, take the time, write this to you myself because I think you get a bum rap. Even though they had it all on tape I know you love the people 
how could you fake it? And that missing drug money, I know you didn't take it. I don't understand why people accuse you of hate. I know you only follow us to make sure that we safe. I saw nine of y'all against one, beating the brainless. That 65-year-old woman must have really been dangerous. Cleaning up the streets is your top priority. You qualify for this, why would we question your authority? You only working hard following training. Why the hell are the Mexicans and blacks complaining? You gotta be the closest thing I've seen to perfect. And everybody that you locked up, they had to deserve it. Yeah. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. All right, guys, welcome back to the First 52, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, and Radio KS.Live. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to get serious here. I hope you're all ready. I hope you're all ready for the intenseness and the seriousness that we're going to get into, because... This is something that I really hold close to my chest. This is something that means something to me. And I know it means something to the individuals I have on the line right now. I've got two very important individuals, people I I, I respect. I love reading the articles they put out. I, I think they do a good job in their research and how they develop everything. Right now on the line we have Grant Stern and uh, Felipe Hemming of Photography is Not a Crime. Grant, how you doing, brother? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really good. I, I want to welcome you again back to the show. We've had you on before. Uh, it was a great time last time we had you on, and I look forward to hearing what we're going to talk about tonight. And, of course, the other guy over there is Felipe Hemming. Uh, you've been with me uh, two or three times, I think, Felipe. This is absolutely true. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, I like having you, man. You, you're very boisterous, and we had a lot of things in common. Uh, I've been watching over over everything coming out recently. There's been a lot of... Uh, just weird, interesting stories. One of the ones that really grabbed my attention, and I want to hear your guys' opinion on, is uh, the story out of New York with the the officer that shot the individual in the stairwell. He goes through. Yeah, he goes through. He gets he gets charged with manslaughter. He gets convicted of manslaughter, and then he walks away with no prison time. Um. Wait, a person. Oh, you're talking about Peter Liang. Yes. Sorry, there's so many stories with NYPD shooting at beings in stairwells these days. <laughs> you have to actually sort it out. Yeah, the, the Peter Lang one, the, the the individual, he he uh, killed this guy. The guy was just walking back home after work, you know, a long night of work, just walking back up the stairs to his house and uh, scared this cop, and he's dead now. And the cop gets charged uh, and convicted of manslaughter and walks away with no jail time. Now he hasn't walked away with no jail time yet. The prosecutor is recommending uh, no jail time, which is obviously a big factor, but there's still a sentencing hearing coming up on April 14th, I believe. Um, so he could see jail time then. Yes. It's okay. not a done deal yet. 
The way uh, I read it, it really sounded like it was a it was a done deal, and that bothered me, you know, because that's that's what causes, you know, all this anger we see with 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 uh, you know recording and law enforcement and all these different things. This is a catalyst of of something that shows exactly why people are so angry. Well, you know, it's also a process, and the fact that that you saw the article and you were like, "Man, he's getting nothing," it kind of proves the point, which is that. When you have, when the process is flawed, um, the outcome is flawed. Like here, you have a district attorney saying, "Look, the sentencing is is in a few weeks, and I'm recommending no jail time for this guy." It's like, okay, who is he working for when he does this? Is he working for justice for the families, justice for the system, or justice for the police unions? Because those are, the, you know, the, you have the the perpetrator. But he's lost his right to justice other than following the dictate of the court. He's been convicted of a very, very serious crime. Right. And, um, you know, overall, like that kind of recommendation, imagine you were negotiating uh, to try and get as much jail time as possible, which is usually the position of prosecutors. Right. As you get most. Yeah. Well, yeah, unless I mean, you think they're they're called prosecutors, not uh not you know helpers. <laughs> they're they're not uh, they're, they're not called enablers. They're, but but here we have a prosecutor who's like, mm, let me start my position by saying no jail time. That's that's pretty weak. Yeah, and uh, that that's a big problem that we see, and, and that's I mean, just the fact that he got prosecuted, I think, is is a a positive. I think we should look at that as a positive because most people would say, you know what, that that's a that's a clean shoot. You know, he got scared in the stairwell and he feared for his life. Now, it, it, as civilians, you know, uh, I would want that same respect given to me in that kind of situation. But should it be? Look, he was convicted of manslaughter because he did all the wrong things, and. Well, calling your union rep while the guy's dying is kind of a wrong thing. Yeah, I agree. You you got right to the point, which was the next thing I was about to say, which <laughs> is that he was also con- uh, uh, convicted of official ma- misconduct. And it's the combination of the two that says this poor young man who probably didn't intend to kill somebody or take somebody's life true, does need to be seriously punished because he mishandled his firearm while on the job. Right. And it resulted in an innocent man's death. You know, I know a young woman. Uh, That's it. I mean, there's, you know, how much more can you just say, look, if it was just manslaughter and it was an unclear situation and, you know, uh, let's say he was a cop that, you know, did something wrong and then dropped the gun and the gun hit an innocent, you know, the bullet hit an innocent person. Oh, you know, things happen. But this was him putting his finger inside the trigger guard. That caused the incident. That is against policy. Then, on top of that, like you said, he called up his union rep while this poor guy was dying in the the hallway. This this poor father of a young child that will never see his father again. That's right. That's what's so disturbing. Felipe, you have anything on that one? Oh, he's calling back in here. We must have lost him there for a second. I should have tried to turn my camera on while that was lost. Felipe, you back? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um, uh, we were talking about uh, what was the name again? Uh, Peter Lang. Peter Lang from NYPD. Peter Liang. Yeah. What, what's your What's your thoughts on that? Because I was just about to go to you just when we got disconnected. Well, you know, as Grant pointed out, you know, where the 
the New York City Prosecutor's Office, especially this Brooklyn division, has a history of supporting law enforcement officers, as well as many other prosecuting attorneys throughout the country. Very, very rarely do they ever bring any officers on charges, and even more rare is any extensive criminal penalty associated. Many times you have an officer get, get a walk or probation or, or see no jail time whatsoever. And you know, it usually requires extreme public outcry and extreme media publications regarding these type of incidents. And that's, what's gonna, that's what we hope happens here. This man should not walk free in any capacity, because if it were anyone else not wearing a costume with a badge associated with it, we'd be looking at jail time. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, you know, a, a job or career choice should not result in anything additional or any special privilege associated with it. We should have equal protection under the law. As as we speak about that, maybe you guys can update us on some of the major stories, you know, because we, we talk about these stories when they're really hot and when they're really important, but then as they move along, we kind of uh, forget to, to bring them back up again. So we have the South Carolina shooting of uh, the, the guy running away. You know, some of these stories, some of these big stories that we've been talking about for the past year that we hit on and we maybe hit on for a week or two and then they die off. Uh, is there any updates on any of these that just pop in the top of either one of your heads? Whew, I know it's a, so it's a big question. I know. <laughs> You're like, what's going on with all the updates? Uh, I'm actually publishing a story right now. Um, I, actually, I had to change the title because I didn't want to offend anybody. San Francisco State University student assaults student recording argument about hair. I was going to call it recording stupid argument, but. <laughs> well, it's kind of what it is. I mean, that, 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 that would just be being honest, Grant. I mean, come on, bro. I mean, that's, that's honest, right? Isn't that what that, it is? Yeah, yeah. Well, um. Don't don't fall into the safe zones. Don't don't get the trigger uh, warning. Don't let the trigger warning get you, Grant. Don't let the trigger warning get you. Uh, you know what? It's it's a funny story, but um, what's what, what's ironic about it to me is that it it was wonderfully reported by uh, a college newspaper by a gentleman who we are getting an op editorial from because we have been reporting on him. Uh, pretty religiously since November. His name is Mark Shearbecker, and I want to talk about Mark because Mark is an amazing. What's his name again? Mark Shearbecker. Journalist. Mark Shearbecker. Shearbecker. He, he recorded a University of Missouri professor named Melissa Click saying that she needed to get some more muscle over there to. Oh, I remember him. Yeah. Cameras out of her safe zone. Yeah, yeah. We need some muscle over here to get them out of here. Yes. Yes. So as Pinnack reported, as Carlos Miller reported, she was actually a journalism school professor. They spent months trying to disavow this woman and said she was only a courtesy professor and only advising journalism graduate students. Well, didn't she get charged in the long run? I, if I'm not mistaken, she, she got, she got something. Charged. And more than getting charged, she got fired. The firing just got confirmed about a week and a half ago. And in the aftermath of that incident, the university enrollment has dropped 23%, leaving a $32 million hole in their budget, requiring a 5% across the, cu the budget cut, as well as dipping into reserve funds. So this is a major black eye for the University of Missouri, and not just because of Professor Click, also because of the reasons that the students were protesting, which is racial discrimination on campus, 
Um, it all started in November. The, the University of Missouri Tigers, the football team, decided that they were not going out of the locker room. So the University of uh, President resigned within days. Um, yeah, I remember team- that. That kind of that's kind of seemed kind of sketchy to me when that all went down. There, well, there had to be more to it than just the than just what they said. Just the viral video. But the viral video incident really, you know, completely outlived all the rest of the student protesting, mainly because it was a very effective protest. They got a university president terminated within a few days. Yeah. It's, it's and kind it's of messed up. Well, it's something that if you think about it, uh, a lot of university presidents should be nervous. It means almost any athletic team in the country that, whose team is prominent could pretty much stay inside the locker room and wait for the the administration change. Well, that's because that's because a lot of the money comes from that. A lot of the money comes from the football teams and things like that. So they do have a lot of power, which honestly I don't believe they should be. Um, uh, Felipe, do you have anything on this this end angle that we're we're discussing here? Well, yeah, Blaise Glick was involved. She tried to act like she wasn't directly involved in any type of this you know, organization of protesting. But there's several videos from that exact time period where she was actually out in the street. She blocked a, uh, a homecoming parade. She was part of that. That was her first initial contact with the local law enforcement, where she refused to comply with the order to disperse. And it was an, on, an ongoing issue. And then... Uh, the, our, the journalist that made this, this, who made this most recent report, was not the only journalist that was attacked. There's a new video that came out associated with this exact incident, where the use of force was used against that individual, and that is one of the key factors or triggers that resulted in this woman being charged. This was not a one-time event for her. She tried to claim it was. But it wasn't the case in any capacity at all. Well, everything I've seen of this woman, she just kind of seems like a just a big douchebag to me. I, I'm oh, not... she is a big, big. Well, okay, listen. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not going to call this woman a douchebag. I will. Uh, I will. Raz douchebag. is calling her a douchebag. I, but I, go I ahead, Grant. Explain to you that her area of studies at the University of Missouri, and and this comes directly from her curriculum vitae, which are probably still available online and should not be too hard to find. Um, you just Google Melissa Click uh, CV, and and you'll get it. We've published it before on PINAC, I'm sure. Um, yep, it's still posted to the communications website, even though she's been fired. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, this is not uh, as current as it could be. It's only from 2013. Um, but let me just tell you what Melissa Click does with her time. She is what I would call a professor of Lady Gaga. <laughs> okay, explain that to me, please. I, I need I need a little bit more clarification of what a professional professor of Lady Gaga is. Well, um, it's best to, to explain some of her recent publications. Referee journal articles, Making Monsters, Lady Gaga, Fan Identification, and Social Media. Um, Romanticization of abstinence, fan response to sexual restraint. Hold on, Felipe. Can you mute your mic just for a sec, bro? Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Go ahead, Grant. You know, bitten by Twilight. The introduction. Youth culture, media, and the vampire franchise. Um, spent her academic time, and I cannot make this up. Uh, studying Fifty Shades of Grey, Twilight, 
and Lady Gaga. Here's so another. That uh, was academic time. That was academic time. Academic time. Here, yes. Here's your list of grants. Women and Gender Studies, Faculty Research, and Creative Activities Grant, University of Missouri, awarded to support research on readers' reactions to the messages in the Fifty Shades of Grey book series, April 2013. Do you think she researched the Fifty Shades of Grey at the side of the washing machine while it was on the spin cycle? Uh, Or do you not even want to picture that? No. (laughs) I mean, seriously, here's another one. Uh, Richard Wallace Faculty Incentive Grant, University of Missouri, awarded to support research on readers' reactions to the messages of Fifty Shades of Grey. So she's she's really, like, not exactly what you would call a professor of anything, okay? I mean, this is like somebody, basically, who uh, hangs out and and writes about Twilight, Fifty Shades of Grey, Lady Gaga, and a few other media franchises. L- I mean, listen, let's let's touch on this for a sec, Grant, because I think this is a, a a big problem that is is feeding this issue we're trying to discuss right now. Okay, and and part of it is this whole and I was joking about it earlier, but it, it is an issue. This this trigger warning, this this safe space, the safe zone, this 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 belief that um, we have this region that. That nobody can touch us in, that we should be okay to live in. Uh, I, I think that kind of ties to you what mean, you're. You mean some living room, like uh, some Lebensraum? Well, you know, if it's if I'm in my living room, that's my safe space, and I'm going to shoot you in the chest if yeah. you come through the door. No, 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 but no, I'm, I'm referencing I'm referencing a Nazi concept called Lebensraum. They said we need living room. That's why we need to invade most of Europe. Oh. oh, oh. They, Yes, yes, that's what Lebensraum is about. And Trump's nothing like that. I couldn't see Trump no, doing anything not. like that. No, Trump would never do that. No, he's not. He's not having people hail him on the streets, and it's okay. It's, don't worry about it. I, where do you stand? Uh, and Felipe, you can unmute because I want to hear your, your comment on this also. Where do you stand, Grant and Felipe, Grant first, on the election? Where What's your... Because I know I only got a little bit of time left with you, Grant. I know Felipe will stick around for a little bit. What, what's your thought on the election? Um, once in a lifetime farce. <laughs> do, do you believe Trump is the real thing, or or? I believe Trump is the real farce. Yeah, absolutely, the real farce. <laughs> yeah, I mean, regardless of what goes on on the other side, Trump is just basically bound to lose. He can he can never break past a certain amount of support. He so, have so do you think Trump? Is, do you think Trump is Ron Paul on steroids with a bigger cock? Dude, don't insult Ron Paul like that. <laughs> Trump is is P.T. Barnum on steroids running for president. Okay. Uh, uh, Felipe, what's your thoughts on, on the Trump running thing right now? Trump represents everything that is wrong with the United States of America. He is the representation of the oligarchy. He no, no. He is- Tell us what you really think, Felipe. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how else to describe it. That's exactly how I feel about that individual. You know, Are you her, saying he's the hemorrhoids of America? Is that what you're trying to say? The hemorrhoids of America? Absolutely. He, he's even said himself he likes uninformed or uneducated voters. You know, he's just um, he just points he points to everything that's wrong with Citizens United. He points to everything that's wrong with the process. The, the 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 buy your way in the office and then pay off your friends and do deals for them. It's, well, that's you know, the thing. This is, you know, 
Trump bought a lot of politicians on the way up. A lot. So yeah, he's so, best friends with the Clintons. I mean, that's he's right. buddy buddy. I mean, how can how can anybody think that a a reality TV star is going to be anything more than a reality TV star? Well, listen, as somebody who has actually been on reality TV and who has been on other forms of TV and done other things, um, you know, being on TV doesn't disqualify somebody. But um, what disqualifies Donald Trump is that there's no substance there. Um, if you want to go check out the Washington Post's one-hour interview, you can listen to the, the recording of it. But I think it's more enlightening to read the transcript. It was from last week. And basically, Trump dances, bobs, and weaves his way around a bunch of issues by just going into talking points. And there's no substance there. I mean, it's sad to say what the Republican Party fielded this year was even less substantial than Trump, like Marco Rubio. Marco Rubio was like Trump with all, without all the theatrics playing Walter Mondale with just a smidge more substance, but just a smidge, a tiny smidge. Um Trump is getting by with uh, nothing more than than chicken feathers, not chicken soup. And it's just not going to last in a, a campaign. And let me just say that we published something on the photographyisnotacrime.com just today about the wonderful Trump campaign uh, entitled, Look, Video Proves Trump Campaign Manager Battered Reporter Then Lied Afterwards. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. That and I got one other thing I want to talk to you about before I let you go. So let's hit that one. Let's, let's hit that one first. All righty. Well... Uh, can, I, can I interject here? I don't think he's chicken feathers. I think he's chicken shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I agree with that, Felipe. And you and I, you're going to be able to stick around to almost eight, right, Felipe? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. All right, cool. So you and I will get into a lot more uh, disgusting, ta- disgusting talk after we get rid of Grant here in a little bit. We're going to take oh, a, yeah. we're going to take a break, but I got two two major things I want to talk about, and the, so it, you're on the first one. So go ahead. So um, to recap, uh, a reporter for the conservative news outlet Breitbart, a woman named Michelle Fields, uh, encountered Donald Trump in, on March 8th in Palm Beach County in Jupiter, which is a very wealthy enclave in the northeast corner of Palm Beach County. And she got near Donald Trump. Now, I am completely amused by the people who are you know, trying to defend Corey Lewandowski, Donald Trump's campaign manager, they're trying to defend his behavior by saying she made contact with Donald Trump. She touched the elite is what she she had touched. Yes, she touched the orange face. (laughs) Well, let me just break this down for you. Conservative, liberal, Democrat, Republican, you know, black, white, red, green, gray, any color of, of, of creed. Ethnicity, anybody who you are, Corey Lewandowski is not a police officer. He had no authority to make an arrest there. Okay. All his only authority was to call a police officer if he thought an assault was being committed. Now, that being said, human relations being what they are, sometimes people lay their hands on each other. It and happens. It, it happens and it can be legal or illegal. But Mr. Lewandowski doubled down on stupid. He bruised this woman. He, he was very rough with her. And rather than apologizing, because maybe he thinks apologizing looks weak instead of what it really does, it shows security and strength that somebody has the... Well, you're humble. You're humble. You made a mistake. And, you, and to ask for forgiveness. 
But Mr. Lewandowski did not do that. What he said was, Michelle Fields, you are totally delusional. I never touched you. As a matter of fact, I have never even met you. I'm reading you a tweet, and we embedded it in the story. Wow. Now, first of all, he threw under the bus. That's wrong. Second of all, she pressed as she went to the authorities and asked for charges to be brought, which is her right because he did assault her and he did make her fear for further injury. And he's a man and she's a woman and men should think twice before they lay their hands on women in this world. And they mm-hmm. should think twice about it before in any they, world, well, any world. First of all, first of all, any world, I mean, uh, any men. Uh, but I'm just saying in this circumstance, he got roughed. He didn't want to apologize, and then he doubled down on stupid. Well, that's what happens when you double down on stupid, and you want to go a step further? Partisan reports are saying that it's a Hillary Clinton operative who filed the charges against Corey Lewandowski. They're all victims, except for one problem. Even they are retracting these stories as we speak, and I'm calling out the Gateway Pundit, because that guy is uh, not really much of a journalist. He's been nailed by Pinnock before, and he's about to get nailed again. Uh, the retraction is there, and uh, all right, you know what? Go ahead. It, it's it's just not true. This was a police officer in Jupiter who followed up on a citizen report, viewed a video, and filed legitimate charges with probable cause, which will go in front of a judge, perhaps a jury, and will be decided in a court of law. Which is the way, which is the way it should be done. Now listen, I, you just reminded me of something else. So I'm going to add one more and give me, give me another minute or two. Okay. If you can. Um, have you guys followed anything that has happened with Ian Freeman from, uh, um, um, the hell's the name of that station? The Free State (laughs) Free State Project. Yeah. Have you followed anything on that? the broadest brushstrokes and I got to tell you um, it seems like a pretty odd community I'm not a part of it I'm not privy to it I don't know really anything at all other than um, here we have an incident with a bunch of libertarians calling the FBI which they purportedly say shouldn't exist and well you know that's pretty much all I can say about it I really don't know nothing and and Felipe I heard you kind of chime in there it sounded like you wanted to say something go ahead He's the uh, spokesman for Free Talk Radio. He's on. He's on there. He's broadcast only uh, as a blog. He's broadcast on the AM and FM throughout the United States on LRM. But the thing is, is that he, the, the topic of the conversation was about the age of consent. Now, it's a common, it's a common common discussion among those who discuss what freedom is and what liberty is and what what level. Does, or when does a child or a young adult attain that level of consent? Of, of level of knowledge and consent, and it was based upon a statement that he made regarding that, and it wasn't about pedophilia or anything of the such, but it was about an intellectual conversation that many people are unable to have without resort resorting into you know perversion. Well, and for, it was. For, a, it was for... a, from what I understand, from what I understand, it was a a a seventeen year old boy and a, a fifteen or sixteen year old girl or thirteen year old girl, and they were discussing how, I guess, allegedly in the state of New Hampshire, uh, the the law states that that's illegal 
which bothers me. That that that's an issue in myself because if you're still able to be in school, you know, honestly, if you're 18 and the girl's 15 or 16 and you're still in high school, then I don't that that's not a problem to me. That's not an issue. You're all in the same level. But what turned people off was he used, instead of using a generic age, he used the age of six, which is, you know, it's, admittedly, it's sickening. That's nauseous. That's, that's perversion. There is no, a six-year-old cannot give consent to anything. A six-year-old, by psychological studies, has not even come to the intellectual level to determine right from wrong. They don't have those logical abilities to determine what's what. Well, in our and, society, yes. In our society, yes. But keep in mind that there are societal times, and not now, but, you know, thousands of years ago, where, you know, maybe it was. And I'm not I'm not supporting that, but get my point, right? Oh, absolutely. It's an intellectual conversation. It's not condoning nor supporting or anything. It's just an intellectual conversation. And from that, a report was made to the FBI, which he's already on, you know, you know, from them supporting various individuals, they're they're on they're they're targeted, and as a result of being targeted, they use a catchword like you know, child porn or yeah. <laughs> child porn, and which is a federal offense. And these guys ain't got nothing else going on. I mean, Jared's in prison, so you know, you, you gotta do what you, they, got, they gotta have something to do. They gotta justify their existence. And, and it's a, you know. It's, and keep in mind, you know, a few years ago, uh, Luke Radowski, I don't know how well you guys follow him, but a few years ago, he had put out something. Luke. He put out something about, about being careful about emails because he, they were trying to, to lock him into something through some uh, questionable emails. Listen, so, Luke Radowski is, is a very, very, very intrepid reporter. He gets out there and he asks the tough questions to all the people who don't want to be questioned. And naturally, that's going to raise hackles. And Luke, uh, you know, he's he's going around the world doing this. So, you know, he gets it. Yeah, Everything he, you say can be on the record at some point. Yeah, absolutely, you know? Grant. Listen, and, listen, Grant. I know, I know. We had a time we were in a cutoff. I got one more thing I want to talk to you about. If, okay, if, let's do if, it. If you can clarify for me. Uh, I got, I'm looking at a story here, and I haven't got a chance to read it. That's why I've got the author of the story, so I figured I'd ask him about it. Uh, sure. Florida sh- sheriffs celebrate feds resuming equitable sharing payments from civil seizure. Can you please well, explain this to me a little more? Okay, well, I'm going to explain it first of all as an author, and I'm going to tell you that policy stories by themselves simply never kind of sell. Um, you know, this federal policy changed. That's a guaranteed way to get about one reader. So when we saw the Florida Sheriff's uh, Association reacting so boldly immediately after the announcement, that's why I narrated them into that story. But the bigger story is that there's a, a program called Equitable Sharing that's run by the Department of Justice using federal law. Okay. And what it lets police officers do is claim that a piece of property is criminal or, you know, ill-gotten, seize the property, and then essentially put the property on trial as as a contraband and force the citizen to sue or petition to get their property back. Now, let me just tell you, for starters, this is the most unfair thing law enforcement does in the United States. Um, and we've seen it for years. I mean, we've seen many examples it, of it. Well, it's ramped up over the last 15 years, okay? Uh, it, it's gone up 500% nearly 
This is in the article, by the way. It's gone up 485% since 2001, the amount of seizures. But crime hasn't gone down 500%. You know, in fact, these days, according to the Chicago Times, police steal more than actual criminals. Um, they actually steal, like, through this kind of forfeiture program. Now, purportedly, it's a seizure program that's supposed to target drug kingpins. This is why equitable sharing exists. Which is why the drug laws are fucking completely ridiculous and shouldn't be there to begin with. That's a whole other story. That, we is, to that is a whole other story I would love for you to check out. It's on the website. You can just scroll down the front page and find everything. Now we turned on infinite scroll, which is kind of a cool thing. And and the story is, is very simply called... Uh, it's called Op-Ed, uh, ex-Baltimore cop, uh, recounts heroin addiction to humans of New York photographer. And it talks all about the drug war, but regarding the equitable sharing, the way it works is, you know, I'm Joe Blow Sheriff. I seize $10,000. I send it up to the federal government. They send back eight. Okay. And it's, it's outside of the jurisdiction of all local authorities. The governor of the state can't stop it. The county commissioners can't stop it. Um, if a, a county sheriff is there and it's done on a local level, the county sheriff can't stop it. There's no accountability. The only accountability is federal through the Department of Justice. And as we've seen, that can be difficult to get. Well, and that's an issue, I think, in itself that the sheriff can't stop it because as far as my knowledge goes, the sheriff is the ultimate power of the county. And yeah, and nobody account- can walk above him. Uh, but not in the federal level, and that's the reason why all these officials are doing it, for example. Uh, that's the reason why we should dissolve the federal government, restore power to the states, allow the generals and the admirals to run the military until we can redevelop the federal government to a, a system that works properly. That's just Look, my man, personal that's, opinion. That's your personal opinion. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, we're not here to throw the babies out with bathwater. But well, a lot of those babies should have died a long poo. time ago. <laughs> uh, equitable sharing is one of the stinkiest pieces of poo in the gross bathwater of the drug war that has basically infected our system of justice with a he- heaping dose of injustice aimed at suppressing free speech and and keeping minorities down. That's what the Nixon officials uh, finally admitted. It came out this week. Oh, I couldn't believe when they, I could not believe that story where they came out and said, you know what? We're just trying to fuck with the blacks and the people that are against the government. And that's, that's really why we started the drug war. Do you think now I, I've interviewed, uh, uh, um, Rayford Davis from, uh, Leap Law Enforcement Against Prohibition? Sure, sure. Uh, you know, now, do you think we are coming to the forefront of where they can, they can no longer uh, perpetuate this this ridiculous drug war. Oh yeah, it's it's crumbling. Um, there's still a lot of support. There's a lot of people whose livelihood depends on this: police unions, prosecutors, courts, prisons, private prisons. Um, but in the end, the will of the people is not about the systems that want to keep these things in place. So, is the drug war going to end? Yes. When? I can't tell you, but it's really starting to unravel at this point. It's falling Medi- apart. Yeah, medical marijuana is getting passed all over the place. There's some recreational marijuana. And guess what? I was just out in Denver a few weeks ago, and it hasn't... Did you enjoy yourself while you were there? I had a wonderful time. <laughs> Absolutely 
Um, you know, I, I was uh, literally in between the state house and the legislature. Um, like there's this big plaza. There's a big void of rainbows and cookies that he just couldn't remember what happened beyond there. (laughs) No, I remember actually, but, um, yeah, you know, like we were standing on the plaza next to the art museum in the state Capitol and we decided to light one up and nobody gave a shit. And guess what? That's about nobody got shot. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got beat up. Right. (laughs) Well, you know what? People actually said, you know, it's creepy. Like, there's, like, no cops here. This is, like, actually kind of cool. Like, you know, fewer cops. And it's true. Because, frankly, without the drug war, you don't need so many police officers out there on the streets. Because they're not keeping order. They're just taxing by other means. They're they're endangering their own lives. They're endangering the lives of people that have done nothing wrong but have maybe a little bit of a dependency to a drug that should be treated more on a medical level than it should be on a criminal level. I think we can get down to that. Grant, listen, uh, drop where people can follow you. I know you've been, you know, you went longer with me. I appreciate it, brother. Uh, so drop where people can follow you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Grant Stern. And of course, everything we do at Pinac News on Twitter. And check out photographyisnotacrime.com. If you like it, we have a new notification service, so we can annoy you three to seven times a day. And you have been completely annoying me constantly because I am on the alert service. Uh, Grant, I appreciate you know what's going on. <laughs> I appreciate your time, brother. You have a good one. Felipe, sit tight. Thanks We're for having gonna... me on, Sean. Yeah, you too, man. I, I look forward to doing it again. Bye, Felipe. Bye, man. Take care. So, Felipe. Sir. You know, I you come from a, in my opinion at least, this is my personal opinion, you have a little more extremist of a view. I think you've gone through a little more than, than some of the other guys. So uh, anything that we touched on that you kind of like saw, thought we were completely idiotic on or, or anything no, like no, that? No, 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 no. No, it's just uh, sometimes just we just don't go into the depth of the, the method to their madness. Civil asset forfeiture is designed and designed to do only one thing, to create a situation in which the defendant is unable to defend themselves. They're unable to liquidate their assets to fight against a government that has an unlimited budget. There's a term for this called, the, the, the term for this is called unlawful taking. And they change the laws of this nation in order to benefit the government and not to benefit the accused. And as a result, we are where we are today with civil asset forfeiture. And what the, the, the funniest thing about that is, is some of the people that have been directly hit by that have been the people who implemented programs like this. Bernie Carrick, Bernard Carrick, former, former NYPD commissioner, when, they, when he went to apply for the position of director of Homeland Security in 2001, they were able to find that shit in his pepper and find out that he lied on several documents. He lied about some other things. He had a undocumented worker working for him. Not that I consider that's a crime unless you're paying them under, uh, uh, not paying them a living wage or above a living wage, but he got caught in a lie. And when they went to target him, they seized assets, they froze assets. And one of the biggest things that's common practice amongst federal prosecutors is they targeted his attorney and created him as a co-conspirator. So guess what that puts you in? Now you got to have 50 grand to put down for another attorney. Do you think Brady Carrick had another 50 grand to put down for another attorney? I'm sure no. not. Yeah, no, I'm sure not. You know, so and, and after they froze all his accounts and froze everything else, he was out of gas. You know, and he was, and he was, and he was out of, and when you're out of gas, and, and that's what happens. 
And as a result of that, he had to take he, you know, he, had, to, he had to take a plea deal, and he took that plea deal. All right, so Felipe, yeah. listen, we we covered a bunch of different things. Um, I haven't asked you this question. What what is uh, the most important story, or the story that stands out the most to Felipe? We have the case of Freddie Santino in Fresno, California, a man with a history of mental illness, nonviolent individual, gunned down in eight on, seconds. Gunned down in eight seconds while wearing a pair of shorts and shoes. And what was what was the crime that alerted the Fresno Police Department? He was knocking on the door, claiming to be a federal agent. They rolled up to their scene in an unmarked silver Nissan in full tactical gear. I mean, this is per their, the, the director of street crimes investigations, Lieutenant Burke Farah, that these officers were in full tactical gear when they approached Mr. Freddie Santano, and they feared for their lives. And as a result of them fearing for their lives, they shot at Freddie nine times, hitting him seven times, and 21 days later, he succumbed to his injuries. And what was, what was you know, is curious about this is, so here you have trained tactical officers in full level three body armor, which is stop a seven six two by three nine AK forty seven round. They're scared of an individual wearing shorts and, sh- and sneakers and a greater than seventy five feet distance away from with a car door between them. Is it they don't trust their training or they don't trust their equipment? I mean, if you're so scared, maybe you should choose another career field because Freddie did deserve to die that day. Hey, no hey, one, hey, million- Felipe, Felipe, listen. Listen, I got to tell you, those garden hoses can be very dangerous. Those nozzles can really hurt you if you're not careful. Well, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, come on. I don't, you think, know? I don't think, think the killing, hurting does not equate to killing. It's, if, again, back to that situation, if we were to encounter Freddie Santano or a gentleman like Freddie Santano, hold, in the, 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 the whole situation is. The, the lieutenant wasn't able to tell me whether it was a air, one of the uh, uh, a, a pump nozzle, like for a sport bottle, for a, a cleaning agent bottle, or a garden hose adapter. He didn't have a picture in front of me, and that's kind of the conversation. I mean, I've talked to Freddie, Freddie's family's attorney, and he's under the pressure of his garden hose. I've talked to the cops, and they can't tell me exactly what it is. The district attorney won't comment on this. The coroner's office hasn't finished their investigation to determine cause of death, and we're the catalyst, much like the case up in Paradise. Uh, California, where now because of public uprising and public and and then the media forcing this out, oh, into oh, the people, people actually paying attention to what's going on actually you know cause them to research and investigate what happened. Right, exactly, and then they're seeing what's going on, and it makes it impossible to defend. I mean, and then after and 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 then what? That's what we want. We we want these individuals to face the same consequences as anyone else if they would have committed this heinous crime. This is a crime. This was an unarmed individual who had not, you know, who had committed no r- real crime of, of violence or acts against individuals, and the, the agency knew who he was. He wasn't a mystery to the agency. They claimed he was a mystery, mystery to the two officers, okay, but that doesn't give them the authority in order to kill this man who committed no violent act against England. He wasn't you know, reported for, yeah, he just beat me up, or, yeah, he just armed robbed me. You know, he didn't run from the police. He wasn't doing anything wrong, but yet he was shot down the street. And that scumbag, Chief Dyer, who, who is trying to defend him, trying to make it claim that he raised it up above a neutral level and tried to aim it up, and even then, I mean, come on, dude. This is the same guy whose assistant chief was just jammed up by the feds for being a drug kingpin. 
So don't try to tell me that your agency isn't eight up for the four up with corruption because it just it screams it. And then we are in Los Angeles in Los Angeles with under Sheriff Paul Tanaka facing a federal criminal indictment on trial right now today for running a criminal organization known as the Regulators. These these individuals were running their own gang within another gang called the L.A. Sheriff's Department, and and, and it came down smashing on their head when they tried to obstruct an FBI investigation about violence within the the jail system of Los Angeles County. So this is not uh, this is not an anomaly. There is no such thing as rotten apples. Every single solitary law enforcement agency at every single level has a level of corruption. You know, some all the way from top to bottom, like Los Angeles Sheriff's Department or the LAPD, and other ones. It's just a, a maybe a pocket here or there. But either way, we are facing this uh, facing a a epidemic of law enforcement corruption that needs to be addressed and needs to be needs to be. Correct. And, and it's, not, it's not even it's not even just law enforcement, my friend. And I think uh, we we have some issues that we don't necessarily agree with on the same level. But I think we can agree that there is corruption amongst you know DAs, uh, district district attorneys offices, and different things like that that are causing problems uh, beyond and beyond uh, above and beyond what we're discussing here. And and your passion, and that's why I love having you guys on because. You guys don't come on with just a conversation. You come on with a passion and a belief in what you're talking about. Uh, Felipe, we got to wrap it up. Uh, where can people find you? Where do you put out your, I mean, obviously, photography is not a crime. It is the best place to go to figure out what these guys are talking about. But do you have anything personal or any any uh, Twitter, Facebook, anything like that? Yeah, you can find me at, at Felipe. Have me on Twitter. You can you can hit me on, on PNAC News or Photography Night Crime at any time. I, I, I read all the emails and messages coming through our Facebook page or Twitter account, and I respond nearly instantaneously, instantaneously no matter where it is. We provide, we provide ground support to any citizen journalist who's out there who is having a derogatory encounter with law enforcement. I will be there on the phone talking to them to do my best to either get the charges dropped or get it released. And if we can't get that done, we're going to bring a shit storm upon that agency with media coverage that they've never seen before. And- they may think it's... They may think it's nothing, but they're going to quickly find out that they probably shouldn't have done what they've done. And there's and it's happening throughout the country. We're making positive changes and educating these officers to realize that photography is not a crime. We're trying to trying to use the claim as a suspicious activity when it's not. And unlawfully detaining and putting your hands on these individuals is going to result in you probably losing your job or probably losing a large sum of money. And if you ever question, if you ever question the story that these gentlemen put out. And I call them gentlemen because I respect them, because I believe that they put out good news that's researched. If you question what they put out, you know, confront them. And they will bring out what they believe is why they put out the story the way they did. Because so I know you guys get a lot of hate. Trust me, I get a lot of hate myself. And, and it's a hard thing to deal with uh, when you have that rolling in. But but you welcome it. I, I, I honestly believe you, Grant, Carlos... Uh, Charlie, anybody else in, within the organization, you welcome that because you want to be able to put people in the right direction. Well, absolutely. You know, we we get the facts not only from the individuals involved, but when the government presents their case. We get the records. We get the video. We, we have third-party witnesses. We have fourth-party witnesses. We have radio radio files. We have the video files. We have, you know, we'll do the 
the work that the mainstream media either is incapable of doing or not willing to do because they're fearful of the repercussions or blowback. We're not. We're not. Yo, we got some things going on, some questionable individuals trying to make contact with us. Okay, but don't be scared if we go ahead and research you out and find out you're probably a confidential informant or a snitch trying to come in and infiltrate our organization. Yeah, don't we, be pissed off when they fucking, you know, send you down the river because you're a fucking douchebag is what he's saying, I think. Exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> we have people that will come in and try to do something and we come to find out you're a convicted kid toucher and you're currently on, currently on Megan's list and we're going to find you and we're going to tell everybody you're nuclear and to stay away from you. That's just the way it is. That's because you, know, you guys are true. That, that you know why, Felipe? Because you guys are true media. You know, your cult photography is not a crime. You have a reason of why you are in existence. But you guys definitely attack all the issues from all the sides, and that's why I appreciate having you in my group, and 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 Grant and Carlos and and Charlie and and everybody else within your group. That's why I appreciate and love having you within my group, within my world, because I trust you guys. I believe in you guys. Well, Sean, we greatly appreciate it. We appreciate every one of our readers. We even appreciate our haters. We're just trying to, we're trying, you know, we're not going to try to change your mind. We're just going to try to give you the, the tools and the materials to change your own mind. Yeah. And that's all it is. You're going to we don't have an we don't have a We don't have an agenda. We just tell the truth. There you go, man. I appreciate your time tonight, my friend. Uh, I look forward to talking to you again. Uh, you Anytime. Know, keep the power going. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, pat everybody on the back over at, at, at PNAC. Uh, photography is not a crime. PNAC.com. That's where you can find these guys. That's where you can find articles that are not uh, based on, on beliefs, but just based on facts. So, Grant, or uh, Felipe, I'm going to let you go, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Good night. Take care. Thank you, my friend. Have a good night. All right, There you go. You know, this is how organizations work. This is how people grow, enlighten each other. You've been listening to the first 52, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, RadioChaos.Live. I'll talk to you all next week. each other mothers and brothers then we blame it on the man say you gotta do it all for the struggles i'm asking the g for a better day to fill the world with peace no pain for days shout out to all the lights still shining cause the weight of the world can pull the wool over your eyes let's
the sheets like we are forever. One blood, one love, one heart. Teach the kids life, not just street smarts. Claim the music back, it used to be art. Or better yet, food. Be the soul that's soul food. Two step and just groove. It's how to win, not to lose. Let's cruise. Life. Now it's time to connect It's an SOS 
With the sunset hung behind us In the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful asylum With the light shone from a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the guys so much thanks first 52 is the bump diggity Just like 